This is a Solomon Investor Podcast. I am your host, Blake Templeton, and today I'm going to demystify building wealth in the middle of a chaotic world. No money manager in the public market is going to be able to read the crystal ball. It's time to stop trusting the public markets and look to history's first trillionaire on how to build real, lasting wealth. Look, over the past 14 years, we've applied these exact principles in more than 300 plus transactions. Not one single investor has lost money. That trillionaire was King Solomon. We'll be sharing his wisdom on how to build wealth in a way that's translated for the 21st century investor. My name is Blake Templeton, and this is the Solomon Investor Podcast. Like the podcast, like the YouTube channel, I want to build a relationship with you as we build your future. So I want to give you a little history for a second. It used to be ran for the capitalists. It used to be ran for those who, who've got lots of stock. We're going to try to help you out. Uh, not anymore. Most of us started our investment career in a 401k, an IRA, or a pension fund. Most people didn't just start throwing money into a Robinhood app or you know just start you know, really running it more like a casino. It was started by throwing a little bit every single week into your 401 or your pension. In the 70s and early 80s, this 401k world started. When it started, the 401k was more for a corporate head, um, a corporate uh, tax dodge. It was so that the corporation could actually have a tax benefit, and then it so happened to benefit the actual employees as well. It's kind of like you just threw everyone in a conference room and you gave them a big stack of papers and it's like, hey, pick, pick which plan you want. And it was confusing and it was hard to understand and you don't really wasn't sure what your money was going into. And then in comes the mutual fund world. The mutual fund world, the brokers came in and said, man, this is like, this is like, opportunistic like crazy we're just going to come in and swoop in into these plans and in the in the mid 90s almost every single employer had a 401k as the vehicle that all the mutual fund companies came in and saturated so now everyone's got mutual funds inside their 401ks the pension world um, that really um, you know fizzled out into the 90s and the 2000s, the, the last people who really have pensions are our baby boomers right now. Now, as the 90s progressed, the fees became so unregulated and uh, they became truly just ostentatious. I mean, they were the fees got higher and higher and higher, but most people didn't notice. They didn't notice because they were making so much money. In the mid-90s, you could literally have been in three or four or five years and potentially doubled or even tripled your money in the stock market. If you hadn't found yourself in this story yet, hold on, it's coming. So in the 90s, you either had a pension or a 401. In the 2000, when this dot-com error happened, everything fell out. What that really meant was all the gains, all the interest that had been made up until that point, most people lost it. And then a lot of people lost more than their interest. They started losing the principal. 
2001, 2002, some hard years. But then we have a couple good years, 2003, 4, and 5, a couple good years in there. Then comes 2008, the Great Recession. It actually wasn't the real estate bubble. It was the centralized banking bubble. It was the unregulated loans where if you had a breath, then you could get a loan. So long story short, it was the unregulated centralized system. That's what was broken. Now, fast forward 2012, everybody starts getting into this bull market. They start making a little bit of their money back. Everybody kind of loosens up. And then you had this nice eight year run from 2012 to 2020. And it looks great. The velocity inside the stock market was growing and growing. However, most people weren't looking at the velocity of the GDP, the actual revenue of the United States as, as a country. It had been flat since 2005. It hadn't broke 3% since then. We got a problem on our hands. COVID was just the nail in the coffin. It was just the nail that burst the bubble. COVID didn't cause everything. Just like the real estate market wasn't the problem. It was a centralized system. Well, 2020 was a centralized system again. The centralized stock market. We called it diversification. We called it maturity. We called it being wise. We called it doing the right thing. However, it was a centralized system, meaning a centralized system. It's a big bathtub of what? Stocks. So when COVID happened, when the Great Recession happened, why did the entire stock the entire stock market get corrected? Because it was all centralized. Everything affect everything. Now, it didn't used to be that way. Back in the early 1900s, everything was its own entity, but not anymore. Emotionally, everything is actually connected. And so a stock of, you know, Boeing could actually affect a stock that has nothing to do with Boeing. Right now, what you're seeing is a, a system that has it has continued to fall. The 2008 was centralized banking system, and then the 2020 was the centralized stock market system. It's the same same system. It's the Fed. It's the actual uh, ones who run the actual money supply. It's the the one who's creating the monetary policy. It's the one who actually is in control of what's going on right now. It's the one who created MP3. Monetary Policy 3. Monetary Policy 2 was what happened in 2008, which essentially was buying mortgage-backed securities on a regular basis. Now, the buying the mortgage-backed securities, you know, literally helped everyone in a stimulus of the economy, get everything moving again. But what was different then was that there was money, there was revenue, there was a lot of things going for the country. Right now, it's not that way. Everything had an inverse. We decided to do monetary policy three after we were 
had 40 million people unemployed. After no one is working. After we've shut down all the companies. After literally we've turned this, the, the GDP of the country on zero. Then we decide, now let's print money. This printed money is going everywhere and the difference in monetary policy three is that it actually is going to wherever they want to put it. Okay, why that is so important for you right now is because monetary policy three changes the game. It changes everything. Nothing that used to happen is going to be happening. History will not repeat itself. Everything is shifting. There's variables now that have never been in the market. They're literally able to put money wherever they want. It's unregulated. They can literally give money to different banks. They can, I mean, different different banks. They can actually put money in different companies. Like, Apple can get printed money and literally it's just money going to Apple. They literally are putting, they're actually buying the stocks of different companies. They're literally giving aid all over to actually fill gaps. Now, why are they doing that? Well, they've come to this position where they're thinking, we've inflated the values so much that potentially lots of companies are too big to fail. So the biggest companies, maybe we should just go give them some more money just in case. It's really ludicrous. What does this mean? Well, in the real world, there's real value. It means that there's tangible value. So if you are going to invest in the real world, we're going to call it the private market. If you're going to invest in the private market, then you would literally want to actually say, what's the value, what's the revenue of that company? And the revenue helps you determine real value. Well, let's just take a company like Apple or Amazon. Amazon's a great company to, to give the example of. Their revenue is 50, $250 billion, and yet their margins are 5%, $12 billion. So, they can't even pay out 2% in dividends to their investors, so they don't pay out any dividends. But there's a market there's a market cap right now of 1.5 trillion. So it doesn't even make any sense. It's total so this is what's happening. Is their money is just getting pumped in by the public into these companies and so then Monetary Policy 3 decides, hey, we need to go fill the gaps and just make sure, because if all that money needs to come out, there's not money to pay everyone. And matter of fact, um, that reminds me, I've got so many goodies I want to hand you guys, I want to give you. Pull out your cell phones, I want to give you something free right now. Pull out your cell phones, and I want you to text SOLOMON to 31996. I have a... Um, a little ebook that is so powerful on how the wealthiest people have built wealth in chaotic times. You and I want to follow key principles of the most wise people, and King Solomon is one of those people. So again, pull out your cell phone, go to 
your text, as if you're going to send me a text, and you're going to text the word Solomon, S-O-L-O-M-O-N, to the phone number 31996. So here's the point. We're going into Monetary Policy 3, and you've got to know what to do. Kings don't get their hands dirty. Kings don't, don't, uh, don't get worried. Kings step up and rise up, and it's not going to be in the public market. Because the things that are going to happen right now in the public market are going to shift everything for those who are in the public market. Now, here's the number one thing that's going to shift. You've got to understand that if everything is now pushing buttons and pulling levers that have never been done before, then it's not going to follow the same market cycles. No money manager in the public market is going to be able to read the crystal ball. Right now, they're going to be doing things to the betterment of all of society, for the betterment of the entire public citizens of America, not for the investors. It used to be ran for the capitalists. It used to be ran for those who, who've got lots of stock. We're going to try to help you out. Uh, not anymore. For instance, if they devalue currency, Whatever currency that you have you're holding to see, you know, if, if, if you can hedge with currency, yeah, they might just wipe you out. Not because they want to wipe you out, just because they have a, a different agenda now. If they're going to restructure the debt of the bond market, if you have bonds and they're just going to like recalibrate and kind of forgive the bonds as if they never happened, if they do that, that's going to hurt all mutual funds. It's going to, it's going to hurt all different... Um, there's so many ripples that's going to affect. They're going to be doing things they've never done before. As a Solomon investor, as a king in the king's court, we activate our wealth. We build wealth. How? In the private market. In the private market. And so what I want you to do is I want you to remember that you've got to be in the private market. You've got to activate your wealth in the private market. And again, one more time, if you have not, pull out your cell phone, text 31996, the word Solomon, so I can give you some goodies right now that are going to help you on a seven-step principle of activating your wealth like the wealthy, how they move their money into the private market for sustainability, to get out of chaos, to build wealth, to compound their wealth, to fortify their walls, to build domination. You've got to do what I'm telling you right now to actually have sustainable wealth. The history lesson hopefully helps you see that there's a new horizon, there's an, a new ecosystem. It's called the private market. You've got to be in it. You've got to have your, your money building wealth for you. That's what Solomon investors do. It's time now to activate your wealth in the middle of chaos. It's time to now double down where? In the private market. It's time to put your eggs into the private market. As everyone says, um, don't, don't put your eggs in one basket. Like, you know, diversify those eggs. If you had Fort Knox as your house, you wouldn't diversify and put all your, your valuables in different, you know, in different places. You put it all in Fort Knox. And that's what the three-dimensional investments in the private market are. You put them all in one place in the private market because that's what stands the test of time. So I've got so much more on that. 
to open up for you, explain how a three-dimensional investment works and so forth. But today, I want you to take away the nugget. History will not continue to repeat itself. You've got to take action right now. And the first step as a king is to is to take action in building wisdom. Take action in understanding how a Solomon investor works. Take action in actually applying these principles in the private market by activating your wealth. And that's how we prosper in a chaotic time. I look forward to seeing you on the other side. Blessings on you guys. Talk soon. All right, listen. I got to level with you. We've all seen the bubble burst over and over again. 1929, 1987, 2008, and now 2020. The fallacy of the stock markets continue to be exposed before our very eyes. And no matter where you're at right now, no matter where you're at in the markets, it's time to take action and escape the trap. You must activate and protect your net worth. Your net worth must cash flow, and we want to help you do that. So do this. Text the word Solomon to 31996 and you will get instant access to the step-by-step training guide every Solomon investor uses to get started. It's chock full of current wealth principles, financial facts, case studies, and the frameworks of King Solomon translated for the 21st century investor. Again, text Solomon to 31996.